Welcome to the Good Life EDU podcast presented by the Nebraska ESU Coordinating Council. I'm your host, Andrew Easton. Thanks for joining us as we discuss the latest in digital learning across Nebraska and around the country. All right, I'd like to welcome everybody back for another episode of the Good Life EDU podcast. And we're getting an opportunity today to uh, revisit some conversations uh, with the NDEC team who've been on uh, a number of podcasts in the past, would certainly uh, point you to those previous episodes as they're just doing some amazing work here in Nebraska with regards to the teacher and principal performance standards and also supporting educators statewide with the work that they do. And so I'm really grateful to Julie Downing and to Ryan Rickenbaugh for joining us today. Uh, and so, Julie, Ryan, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks for having us. Yeah, and since it has been a little bit since we last spoke, I would welcome you to maybe start off for those that aren't familiar with the C work uh, to talk about the history leading up to this point in time. And we'll get some updates, too, from the last time that we had the opportunity to have you all on the show. Yeah, so the C team has been around for about three years. It's a uniquely built team. We were under the direction of Kim Snyder, who was the director of teacher and principal support. And we were also joined this last year by Dr. Sarah Scretta, who is a certification officer for UNL to give us that higher ed perspective. I work on the team part-time. I'm an ESU 13 staff developer, but I bring the perspective of rural education and just the teacher side of, of the work to the team. And then, of course, Ryan, who's been with the team um, since the beginning, and he's really our leadership and principal side of the work. So, yes, our work has been centered, and the foundation of it is the Nebraska Teacher and Principal Performance Standards. And we've spent the last couple of years just really helping people become familiar and aware with those and standing those up in our schools. You know, we've developed a few professional development pieces for our people to use in ESUs. And now we are seeing some shifts in our team. Uh, Dr. Snyder has left us to work at Wayne State College. So there's some lucky future educators at Wayne State that will have her as a teacher. And we're anticipating perhaps a new director this summer. And Sarah, who's been on our team this year, she will step down from our team. She's just really, really busy at UNL. Um, so we may have a different person in that role to get some perspective from higher ed coming up in the fall. Um, one of the pieces of work that we were really proud of this year was we did the summits differently. Typically, we had one summit a year. This year, we decided to put our summits at the state colleges in our state and move them around. Um, so we had one back in early February in Chadron at Chadron State College with some panhandle educators. Then we were in Lincoln for one, same content, just in Lincoln. And then we finished up at Wayne State College um, with some of our Northeastern um, educators where we really did kind of the background of SEED and where we were headed with it. And we, um, the highlight of it is I think we really provided our participants with a data experience to say, what does adult data, what does educator data look like in schools and how can we analyze that? And what's that process look like and what are the outcomes? So we got really good feedback from those summits. So we're going to continue with those data informed conversations and Ryan has taken that original work and developed some further data intersections um, that he can talk about. And then we've also spent uh, quite a chunk of our time this spring working on some of the ESSA requirements around how we report teachers. So I'll let Ryan take that. Yeah, so I'll just piggyback on the ESSA conversation. In the vein of making data more useful, we are providing data reports back to districts for the first time uh, around the ESSA federally required data that they asked for, which is two buckets of student data around poverty and demographics. 
and then three buckets of teacher data or educator data, which is area of endorsement or teaching any teachers teaching out of an endorsed area, teacher tenure, and then ineffective teachers. And the goal, the purpose of the federally required data is to, for the Title I funding, they want to know what is the ratio of under-resourced students or students of poverty and also different demographic groups of students that are impacted by ineffective teachers. And that data has always been just sent to the feds and we've never looked at it. We've never done anything with it. It's just a requirement of compliance, but we've created a report that is giving that back to districts so they can begin to use that data, right? And we're building supports to help them be able to sift through that data to start identifying new questions. And it's just a starting point, right? Like that's very broad data, but we think in, as Julie said, if we start to intersect that with contextual student data at a district or uh, adult data at a specific district, all of a sudden those intersections can really start to tell a story. And that's what we want districts to be able to do is figure out what is their story and how do they want to move forward. So the big shift for the following year is going to be a redefining ineffective teachers from what it currently is, and that is teachers without a master's degree to teachers that are identified at their lowest level of their locally adopted evaluation instrument. And that brings with it a whole set of new conversation, which what we're working on right now, I'm working with a different representative groups to get feedback, to ask questions, to get a deeper understanding of how do they interpret this? What does that look like? What questions do they have? I'm working with our DRE at the NDE level. I'm working with superintendents at the district level, NCSA reps, uh, NSEA reps, trying to first help them understand the short-term goal is for them to be able to utilize that data. And long-term goal is how might this data impact how we look at our evaluation system? And the reason this is pretty comprehensive is we did not take the easy route. The easier route would have been to support a statewide evaluation tool because that would have made it much easier to identify ineffective teachers to make sure everybody's using the same process. But we know that that doesn't honor the context and the needs of specific districts. Everybody has different ways to support, different focus, different approaches, and we want to honor that. But in the meantime, then we've got to work together to figure out, okay, what are the conversations that we need to have statewide and how can that impact all of us across the state while honoring you know, what that looks like within my current district or, or my school. So a lot of work to be done around that. That data will not be reported until the fall of 24. So it'll be the 23-24 the school year, but then that data will not be reported until that following fall. But I, do, I just want people to understand that we've got a lot of work to do around collaboration and just really making sure people understand the purpose and that we as a C team are understanding the questions the concerns, the different approaches, or, you know, one thing that I'm going to do is look at all the different evaluation tools that we've collected at the State Department uh, to get an idea of, okay, how are people evaluating their teachers? Because it can, it looks, it looks really different. So that's a big shift and a big piece that we're working on from a statewide perspective. In addition to that, continuing our work around supporting principals to really understand what is the NTPPS and calibrate to am I effective based on what I know about NTPPS? And then how is that contributing to um, their approach as leaders and trying to identify areas of improvement 
where is it that they want to focus their improvement? Where do they want to focus improvement on their system? But it's working with ESUs to identify how can we engage principals in those conversations and then help them identify areas of growth. And then most importantly, how do they how do they monitor that, right? What does that look like? What is the evidence? But then support that along the way. So it's a comprehensive approach, but one that we feel really honors the definition of the NTPPS and what we what we all agree is effective. And we know that's not a one and done or a one size fits all approach. So a lot of work that we're involved in, but as Julie also mentioned, a lot of really good momentum because people are seeing uh, the possibilities and they're engaging in conversations that may, they might not have been engaging in prior. So we want to build on that and continue this work forward, to keep momentum going. A lot of really deep and thoughtful time and effort invested in this because for those uh, yeah, that maybe aren't familiar with the acronyms with the Nebraska Teacher and Principal Performance Standards, and we're talking about educator effectiveness statewide, is it fair to say uh, that this has been a bit of an onion uh, that as you sort of maybe started this work three years ago and kind of peeled back that first layer of we'll put some standards together that over time it has really revealed itself in layers to be integrated uh, across various efforts in our state, which is something that I think we might get to over the course of today's conversation. But then in addition to that, just starting to really get into nuance uh, in the way that Ryan was sharing there that you know every district has its own measures and to like honor that local control and and the focus that you might have you know at that district and sometimes even building level right it takes coming alongside those pieces that are already in place and alignment maybe um these are my words <laughs> but that's what i'm hearing and what i'm thinking about as you all are sharing this and so push back on that or um is that the right or wrong metaphor what's been your experience well, I think in every conversation that we've had as a team, there is this sort of background chorus of what is C? If we had to explain it in an elevator to somebody, what would we say? And we've struggled to really get it down to a, it is, you know, it is this thing. And what we know for sure is seed is a mindset that we're trying to shift the emphasis to support and development of our educators so that every kid in Nebraska has an effective teacher, an effective principal, effective school. And I think we're in our evolution over three years where we've landed is that is not a single standalone thing. That is the connective tissue of all of the initiatives that we do in education. And I think when you see our sessions at Admin Days coming up, you're going to see that we were really purposeful and thoughtful about we don't have a lot of standalone sessions. Our sessions are collaborations with all of our other colleagues at NDE and across, across the educational landscape to say, you have to have effective educators to do effective work. And you can insert whatever initiative you want there, but we believe that that definition that our NTPPS has, that like you're saying, Ryan, we're so proud of those because they were written by Nebraskans for Nebraskans. And we are one of the rare states in our country that we don't have a teacher evaluation system in our state because we trust our districts and our local school boards to measure their context in their ways. So it's it's hard to say seed is this in one sentence because it's a lot of things and it it's what connects the coherence of all the other initiatives, our, our effective teachers and our effective principals. I would just add that I think an onion is a great analogy. I don't know if I could have come up with that on my own, but we've approached this work. It's we don't have the answers, right? Like it's not about this is what you need to do. 
our approach is how do we help people define what the standards are in their own context, right? We can say collaboration in a hundred different ways, right? We can say effective communication can be described in a hundred different ways. It's the context that differentiates what that is, right? And the process that we want to support is peeling back those layers to go deeper and deeper to what they think effective collaboration means in my district or my school. And then there's a process to say, okay, what evidence would I be able to see that would validate what I think? And once I have that evidence, what does that mean? What new questions do I need to be asking? How do I engage others to get a better understanding? I mean, it's just this process that I think you you nailed it. It's peeling back these layers and getting to the core. And that's where that true sustainable change can be possible. And Julie mentioned mindset. Mindset isn't around, do we all believe what is effective? Because we all know what is effective, right? We all know the buzzwords. We all know we're all striving for certain things. The mindset is, how do we rethink how we're interacting within our system that actually allows us to do those things effectively? Because the system creates a lot of barriers for us to be effective. And I think you ask any educator, they could make a list of, here's what we wish we could do, but here's all the things that get in the way. Well, peeling back the onion per se is a way to start really addressing those barriers rather than feeling like that barrier exists, there's nothing I can do about it, so I'm just gonna do the best I can. We want you to dig deeper. We wanna help you identify what is it that you need to overcome whatever exists. And if you know what you're striving for, how can we help you get there? And we've seen just again through through our initial summits and just looking at data differently, this idea of adult data intersecting with student data has been a game changer. It's just, it's it's opened up new conversations and new ways to think about things, but we don't want to leave people hanging. Like the, the seed is like this ongoing support. It's not just, hey, here you go. There's a process. What does that look like for leaders? What does that look like for teachers? What does that look like for data analysis? What does that look like for continuous improvement? What does it look like for special education? And it's our responsibility to help connect those dots and help people see it in a way that is coherent and is connected so we can see, okay, NDE is working their part to improve this area and districts are given the autonomy and the ability to improve in these areas. And higher ed is understanding what we're doing and therefore starting to rethink what preparation looks like. And ESUs are engaging in conversations around our supports and are they purposeful and how do we get districts to help us understand better their needs that they that they have, right? So it's this big machine that we want to be working together. And we kind of see ourselves, as Julie said, kind of that connected tissue or the keeping the gears of this system moving forward. And there's just a lot of positive momentum as people begin to see the possibilities. Now we're working on, okay, how can we really get down to something tangible and start supporting people through a process that is impacting and sustaining change. And the layout or at least intentionality behind the sessions that you all have elected to collaborate on as a part of admin days, uh, something I want to go through together uh, for the podcast today, for our listenership, for those uh, that'll be able to be there in person and maybe attend some of these sessions or all of these sessions. Uh, and for those that can't, right, whether you're in Nebraska or outside of our state, 
thinking about these conversations across the breadth of these six topics that we're going to get a chance to to point to for the duration of the rest of t- today's conversation is something I'm really excited about. And so looking at those six, then it starts with a, a seed 101, which I think we've sort of set a little bit of the foundation for here. But Julie, as you're going to be one of the leaders of that conversation, what else do we need to know about that session uh, and what that might entail? Yeah, so that session is really targeted at maybe new administrators that might not know about SEED or new to our state administrators who might want to understand more about how we work with effective educators in our state. And it's going to be led by Sarah, Scretta, and I. And it's really just an introduction to kind of the belief system of SEED and um, some of the materials and resources that we put together, particularly the Nebraska standards and those rubrics. Um, We'll spend a little bit of that session talking about our vision for this adult data, which is mirroring, you know, what we do in continuous improvement with data, only we're doing it with the data around our grownups. So if you're new to Nebraska or new to admin and you're curious, what is this seed thing I keep hearing about? uh, Seed 101 might be the session for you. If you know a little bit about seed, that, that session might be a good review for you. And then another session that I'm doing that Dr. Mickey Sharf is going to join me on is the intersections of continuous improvement and educator effectiveness, which is really going to dive into the data side of the work and how we do really robust work and continuous improvement in our state. And we have our visits every five years. And where does that adult data analysis fit? So that session is going to have a little taste of the four buckets of data, and this will sound familiar to our Nebraskans. You know, we've got student demographic data. We look at that all the time. We've got student perception data. We've got achievement data for kids, and we've got data on the programs for kids. And SEED says there's four buckets of adult data that mirror that. We've got demographic data on our teachers. It's on NTE's website. We do have survey data from our teachers and our educators and our principals about their perceptions of work. We have, if we want to collect it and analyze it, growth data on our teachers. Teachers set goals all the time. We have lots of data around the work teachers are doing and whether they're uh, meeting their goals and being effective. And we have programs for teachers. We have new teacher programs. We have EHA wellness programs for teachers. So SEED says we've got four buckets of adult data too, that certainly in the time of recruitment and retention crisis, Um, that data becomes pretty important. So Mickey and I will be leading that session and talking about where those intersections are and how we can better serve kids by also serving our adults. Love that. And that certainly harkens back to some of our earlier episodes, one in particular on the difference between support and development, on recruitment and retention, uh, and all of those things. And so would point folks there for a longer conversation on that topic. There's two of the sessions, though, that'll be part of admin days for those that are able to be in attendance. Well, yeah, what are a couple others that uh, folks there can anticipate so that we all get a chance to get a little exposure to what those sessions will be about? So in addition to that, we're really trying to showcase our work across the state. And again, as Julie mentioned in the beginning, that SEED isn't a standalone process. So two of my sessions will be with, one of them is with Christine Luby at the NDE in early childhood. And we've been involved in supporting the NAESP uh, Leadership Academy around early childhood. That's a program that's been in place for a couple of years. It's really a powerful networking opportunity, but we're bringing this seed lens into play. And really what that is adding is 
this self-awareness and problem-solving approach as a leader to really hone in on the areas of focus within early childhood. So they all have kind of a problem of practice within this academy, which is what they network around. And that's the power of, of their experience is being able to learn from one another. We're supporting that process just by bringing this seed layer that allows them to identify what adult data should I be looking at to validate our approach or to rethink our approach? How does that intersect with the data we're looking at when it comes to early childhood? And again, as everything all tethered back to specific standards or specific areas of effectiveness within the standards. So it's it's kind of a calibration process that we're adding into this leadership academy. And it really is designed to enhance that networking and really the collaboration around their problem of practice. So we've worked with this current cohort right now that is going through. And then Christine is going to have a couple that are a part of the the current cohort speak on behalf of their experience so far and, and what has been the additional support as a result of the seed process that's been layered in. So we'll get some evidence of their experience and maybe how that's impacted their thinking around early childhood, which I'm excited to, to, to learn about. The other would be a collaboration with MTSS. And again, the same type of approach, but how are we ensuring that leaders are prepared to support the MTSS process, right? So we know the power of MTSS. We know the processes, that they're effective, but what is the role of a leader to make sure that all the things are in place to really maximize the opportunities that MTSS is set out to do. Uh, so we're just going to talk about some of the areas that maybe are barriers that people run into. We've learned across the state with, here's what we want to do with MTSS. Here's maybe what we've struggled to be able to do. And then cross-examine that with leadership and what the role of the leader is to really make sure that system is in place. So again, trying to enhance and connect the dots to things that are already going on, but focused around what is the role of the leader uh, and making sure those things are those things are happening. And then the last one is just an update on what I previously explained about the the new ESSA data requirement and how we're approaching that statewide. And I'll go into some depth on the conversations we're having, the feedback we're getting, and most importantly, the short-term goal of utilizing their data and the long-term goal of generating deeper conversations around improving evaluation across the state of Nebraska. Okay. So as you're going through that, it comes to mind for me kind of two things. One, that there's a tremendous amount of networking relationships that the two of you have to be actively involved in to be able to see the relationship between the work that you're invested in and these respective efforts. Uh, and don't get me wrong, I'm, I know both of you well enough to know that these are things that you are already knowledgeable about in the rhythms of uh, your work entering into some of these collaborations. But I would imagine that these are also a little oniony as well, maybe to reference the the metaphor from before that with each of these, let's say continuous improvement, for example, it's there's knowing and then there's understanding it with the depth necessary to come alongside that and to co-present with Mickey, for example, as Julie's going to, or uh, the same thing would be true, I'm sure, with Tessa for Ryan with regards to the MTSS work. And I would just ask maybe on a personal level, for you to each speak to that about the integration and how you hope the benefits 
for not only what you all are trying to do, but I would, it's a big question, I realize, <laughs> but, but I can also see a benefit for educators, for coaches, as instead of these being separate initiatives, that the layering of this should more seamlessly integrate the communication of each. Is that fair? Well, I think it, I mean, if you go back to our original belief statements, we have a belief statement that says collaboration is required. You know, not that it's nice. Sometimes it is required. So at the very, you know, inception of this team, that was priority goal number one is we we need to work alongside and with all of the other initiatives. So this isn't just for admin days. I mean, we've been working with these folks on all of these things since since we became a team. So it was easy to call and say, hey, Mickey, can we do a session? Sure. Because we work within these initiatives all the time with our other colleagues. That's a value we hold pretty high. Um, it's just good for kids that the grownups who are running the system work together. So I don't know, Ryan, would you add to that? Yeah, the reason I absolutely love my job is I get the opportunity to just ask questions of whether it's a, a principal or a superintendent or somebody at any MTSS or, or special ed or what doesn't matter, whatever organization or area of expertise they're in, I get to ask questions that, of course, are framed in what I know and what I believe about educator effectiveness. And the responses are always, always in alignment with what we want to do. I mean, everybody knows the right things and they can talk about those things. The system doesn't allow for principals, superintendents, people on the ground floor. The system doesn't allow them to really engage in critical thinking around how are we going to change these parameters that are limiting our, and we have to support that. At the NDE level, we have to let them know that we are aware of those challenges. And we're aware that some of those challenges are because of policy and because of things that are in place. The part that I love is this collaborative conversation when I can describe where I see a connection or the support that aligns with what we can provide. It's these light bulbs going off and just creates this awesome conversation around, yes, that's what I want this to be. And I've never thought about it this way, or I've never thought of looking at resources this way. Like that's the great part about our job. It's not about us having answers. It's about intersecting ourselves in a way that helps them with clarity of what they're trying to accomplish. And then how can we support them to break down the barriers that exist? And that's our commitment. So that's, that's a challenge within our own offices, right? At the NDE, it's, it's a challenge for Julie within her realm of, of ESUs. But people want to do the right thing. And we've positioned ourselves where people are understanding what it is we're trying to help them do. And they're so much more willing to challenge the, the barriers and the things that exist. That isn't about answers. That's about a collaborative approach to how can we do this together? And it's fulfilling, it's purposeful, it's exciting, and it's unique. I, I really think it's a unique approach to a statewide process of improving education in Nebraska. Yeah, and I think to your point, Andrew, it's, I mean, everything's connected, right? We just don't always see the connections. And I think, you know, when this team started, we were on Zoom. It was the height of the pandemic, and we had to be really thoughtful and really purposeful about how do we stay connected. And 
when this team was originally put together, it was never about groupthink. It was always about perspective think. And each of us were brought onto the team for a perspective. And the job is to come with your perspective every day. And when you do that and you learn how to think like that and innovate like that, you can't help but see how all of this is connected. So it's, I mean, Ryan and I, we we get a kick out of all of these relationships and all of this collaboration. This is we love to go learn about MTSS and figure out how does this fit and how can we help enhance and leverage that so that that's a stronger system and how can we do the same thing with CIP so that's stronger and how can we do it for our early childhood folks because they matter too and how can we help them be stronger? So that's that's just always been a part of the fabric of the seed team. That's how it was designed in the first place. And I don't. I think Ryan will agree. I probably learned more in this three years about how a state system of education works than I ever knew in the previous 25. So it's been fascinating. Fun to That's learn. the value of, again, I tell people five years ago, if you ever would have asked me if I would work at the NDE, I would have laughed. I mean, that was just never anything I would consider. But what I can say is being a part of the NDE has done exactly what Julie just said. The perspective around this broader system and all these parts that go in, it's amazing the layers of support and the, the things that exist within the NDE and how hard people work in identifying what are the specific things that districts need and providing expertise and resources. Like it's it's extraordinary. But they have the same questions that, that districts have, and that is how do we connect this work to make sure it's seamless and it's purposeful and we all have the same questions and we've really found our niche as a seat team to connect these things together and people together to have relevant purposeful conversations on how to impact change. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. And for those that are counting in our listenership, they might've noted that we've gone through, I believe five of the six sessions. And maybe this is a great time to bring up the one that we have not referenced up to this point, which is being an effective leader, which I'm hearing from the approach that you two have taken in your respective roles as a part of the C team to do just what you shared a moment ago, Ryan, to make those spaces for those conversations to build that lens. I speak to that session, I guess, too, then, because it's almost as if what you just shared seems to potentially speak to what that session might just uh, at its core be about. Yeah, the purpose of this leadership, kind of this entry-level presentation, is just to give principals and superintendents or any school leader a glimpse of how can the NTPPS really serve as this synergy between the balance of management and leadership. Because we can't be a manager alone, and we can't just focus on leadership alone. There's a balance of both. But it's this synergy that that I believe or that we believe as a C team that is really defined throughout the NTPPS in an approach to collaboration, building relationships, trust, collective commitment, just all those words that we all know are important. But it's a nuance, right? There's no recipe. So the purpose of the presentation is to give them a glimpse of, okay, what does this look like? But for them to walk away with, why do I need to really engage in understanding what this opportunity is and how it can help me become more effective? So getting people to reconnect with their vision as a leader and then saying, 
what am I doing or what evidence could I look at to say, yeah, you know what? I feel pretty good about this element, but man, here's an area that I know I'm not honoring my vision or even our mission as a, as a school. And then just, okay, what are some first steps? And that's really where we, we have to leave it. But my goal is to engage people in the idea of, look, this is possible. And with ongoing support, if I'm networking within my ESU, if I'm a, attending a workshop that Julie's putting on in ESU 13, and I'm a principal, I can connect, hey, I need this. I know why I'm going to this. I'm going to make time for it. I'm going to prioritize it. So it's just trying to create some purpose around growth, but engaging them in a way that they can say, I think I'm this. Here's what I know. Here's what I want. How do I move forward? And I feel pretty good about the process that we're putting together to walk people through and engage them in that type of a conversation and then turn it over to them, right? And then we are there to facilitate and support, whether it's us supporting ESUs and ESUs supporting directly to the principals and to school leaders. And then the other way too, how are we engaging higher ed in here's what we know about principals, here's what they need, or here's what they're wanting. What does that look like from a preparation standpoint? So we're kind of working this in, uh, from both ends, but really what it comes down to is how do I see myself in the NTPPS and how is that guiding me as I move forward to be more effective? And that was not concise. Well, I love it though, because it it does have depth to it. And so don't ever walk any of those back. That's why we do long form here on the podcast and grateful for it every time. Uh, <laughs> and at the same time, our 30 minutes will always go fairly quickly, it seems, as we delve into topics. And I'm grateful that we got a chance to preview all six of those sessions. So in, uh, a bit of the call to action today is to encourage those that will be there to check out those sessions, all of them or uh, as it, they are related to the buckets of work that you're invested in. But with that being established, we'll say that uh, this will not be the last time that we have the seed team on the podcast. And so looking forward to an update on your work in the future. Uh, I always like to give space to folks to either leave a parting message or a call to action of their own. And so I'll give you that choice at this time in terms of the parting note you'd like to leave us with. Well, I will just say that the seed team, we get really, really excited when we get to be out in schools and with educators and, and leaders, and we hear all of the really, I mean, just excellent best practice things that are going on that fit with everything that we're talking about with seed. So just know we're looking for examples of that. We want to elevate that work and we can't be everywhere. So, so hit us up, find us, let us know. And if you're at admin days and you can't come to our sessions, just pop in and say hi, because we love to connect with all of our educators and, and leaders. Yeah, mine would be very similar. It's been so rewarding to be a part of different conversations, whether it's within the NDE around specific departments or offices and the work that they're doing and being able to ask questions and find ways that I can support. And they've they've been so gracious in seeing the need and the connection to leadership support. So that's been incredibly powerful and exciting. And then across the state, whether it's working with different ESUs on things that they're doing and just providing another layer of, okay, how can I help you support the leadership element? It's just been rewarding and encouraging because it's exciting when people can see the different layers of support that are available that can enhance the things they're trying to do and not telling them they have to do something different or rethink what they're doing. It's just 
a true collaborative partnership that is it's, it excites me every single day and every, every new conversation I have only gets me more and more excited. So it's, it's been awesome. Thank you Andrew, for all of your support. You've, you've been very gracious with your time and your platform, and we appreciate being able to be on your podcast and share our, share our thoughts. Yeah. And you're having some amazing, amazing people on your podcasts. You've got some connections. I love it. Thanks. I've been really lucky and fortunate that we just keep asking folks to share uh, and, and they do. And it's great work. And I hope to just be a good steward of this platform for the betterment of anyone who, yeah, has great work like yourselves uh, to share out with others, to connect our listenership to that. And I'm sincere when I'm saying you both are amongst my favorite, whether it's Nebraska leaders in education or anywhere for that matter. Uh, and so I am so grateful when we get a chance to connect on here to hear the work that you're doing to uh, get a window into the next layer you've peeled and the the depths to which you all have just been so thoughtful and such great advocates um, for helping us all be better. Uh, and so I hope that everyone gets a chance to connect with you to Admin Days. And I really look forward to the opportunity for us to chat there and ongoing uh, as we continue to support education community in Nebraska in our own ways and right. So uh, thank you both so much for your time and we'll have you back on soon. And hopefully those onion layers don't make us cry. <laughs>